Have you ever been confused, unsure what voice to trust and which way is truth? This episode is a conversation about how tempting certain voices can be and why. Welcome to the Sifted Wheat Podcast with Leslie Lamb, a counselor by profession, a minister of truth, and a lover of people. This is a safe place where she sets a path for others to learn how to move through hard seasons with confidence and grace, encouraging your faith, empowering your choices, and challenging your perceptions through the word, the wisdom from years of counseling others, and her own experience of being sifted. Here's Leslie. If I'm honest, I have a love-hate relationship with noise-canceling earphones. I mean, I like them. I like to go on my walks in the day and be able to plug them in and listen to podcasts or listen to music that encourages me. But there's some pros and cons that come with that. The first pro is that, yeah, definitely, it keeps me focused on the one thing that I do want to hear. But the con is that it also keeps me from hearing the things that might be opposing danger to me. You know, life can be like that, too. Social media can be like that. Surround yourself with what you like and cancel what you don't. Heck, that's our whole culture right now. The problem is, is that when we close our ears to certain things and only open it to others, that really opens us up to deception. You know, when I was going through my sifting season, I was connected to people. I wasn't on an island. But one thing that I notice now that I wasn't always aware of then was that I surrounded myself with people that sympathized with my story. And I would only tell them one side of the story, right? Because limited information also gives limited advice. So I I was smart enough to know that I couldn't live in a vacuum, but I was also smart enough to know that there were certain ways to communicate what I was going through and who I was struggling with that would help those that were listening to me to take my side. Is that manipulation? Yes, it is manipulation. I didn't see it at the time. I wasn't being malicious. But I knew what I wanted, and therefore I would ask those people who would say what I wanted to hear. But here's the thing. Deception can be so strong that we can hear one thing when really our friends are saying another. I remember when I was coming out of this cloud of deception, one of the things that I confessed to one of my friends was, I really thought you were leading me in this direction. And I remember the look of shock on her face, like, I never once said that. But my bias of intention and desire was so strong that it only opened my ears to hear what I wanted to. There's a difference between malicious intent and desperation or overwhelming desire. I wasn't trying to get my own way, but my own way was pulling me into it. I was being enticed to a desire that I really wanted to engage. And so I kept moving in the direction that would tickle my ears, that would give me information that would confirm that desire. And I would limit myself from being around people who didn't. That's a word to the listener. I just want you to know that I see you. 
I don't think that you're being malicious in how you're gaining information, but I do encourage you to allow God to open your ears to truth, to hear another side of the story, because maybe the enemy is using what's in your ear to deceive you. I also want to give a word to the speaker. How you say it is just as important, maybe even more so, as what you say. I had an experience where, you know, again, closed ears, only listening to what I wanted to, not paying attention to the things that might pose a danger. And someone came into my path that said something to me. And the way that he said it was so off-putting that I didn't even consider that what he was saying might be true. And the reality was what he was saying was true, but it was the way that he said it and whose voice he said that he was saying it through. He was saying that the Lord told him something about me, but he said it in words that were harmful and hurtful. He said it in words that were foul and rude. In honesty, he cussed at me when he said it, and he said that that's what the Lord had said. Well, he might have been telling the truth, but the problem was that he wasn't aligning with truth to say it in a way that would redirect my path. The second problem that I had was that he said it was from God, but the way that he communicated it was not any way that I recognized God would speak to me. It was a hard lesson. And I guess what's even harder of that is because of that, because of the way that that truth-filled message was communicated, it was another three years before I found someone else who would say the right things in the right way, aligned with the voice of truth as well as the words of truth that would eventually turn my heart to repentance. Now, this isn't an episode of blame. I've already talked about that. But God had been trying to get my attention, but my hearing was specific. And instead of seeking the counsel of those who might have made different decisions and had different outcomes, I told myself, they don't know what I'm going through. Maybe that's what they did, but they don't understand my heart. God understands my heart, and I know that he's leading my heart, but he really wasn't. I would also say things like, they don't know my particular struggle. Well, here's the thing. I actually didn't even give them a chance. I canceled them out without listening to what wise counsel they might have had to share because I didn't want to hear what my desire wasn't dictating. And that is the honest truth. You know, I think about the words of James 1, 14 through 15, and it is a pointed scripture. And it says this, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Outside of people, there was another voice in my ear. And that voice was whispering things like, you deserve this. And if it feels good, it must be okay. And probably the worst, God wants you to be happy. It wasn't until I finally countered with the question, at what cost, that the truth started seeping in. At what cost will God give us what we deserve? At what cost 
will God give us what makes us happy? The cost of marriage? The cost of children? The cost of respect of those who trust you? The cost of your character? The cost of your relationship with him? And I started to ask these questions, and I started to notice that my decisions were costing people. They were costing my family. They were costing my marriage. Honestly, they were costing my mental health. I was always in turmoil. I was always struggling with what I wanted versus what deep down inside I knew was true. You know, the enemy only says things about God that serve him. He doesn't dare remind us that the life you live isn't your own. He doesn't say that you've been bought with a price. He doesn't remind you that the freedom of grace isn't a license to follow our desires and that there are other people who will be affected by our choices. Mm -mm. He doesn't say that. He centers the seduction on you. What makes you feel good? What you want? What feels right in the moment? He can't afford for you to let out to that scope of influence. He can't afford for you to widen the lens to see the future or even the next hour sometimes when he will trap you with shame and insecurity and fear so deep you can't touch the ground. He has to keep your ears filled and your eyes focused on what is before you. It's his game and he doesn't play fair. Proverbs 12:15 says this, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to counsel. In my story, my hearing didn't open up until I surrounded myself with godly, wise, discerning people. Not necessarily speaking into my circumstances because a majority of it was still hidden, but just living with integrity and pointing out things that didn't align with truth in their lives that made me wonder if what I was doing aligned with truth in my own. And here's the thing. Instead of getting offended, I considered they might know something that I didn't. I didn't resist their voices because I didn't like what they said. But instead, I started to question my motives instead of theirs. I trusted their love for God and their love for myself and others. I received their kind correction and instruction. And that, my dear friends, to quote Mr. Frost, has made all the difference. I don't know where you are. Maybe you're at a crossroads. Maybe God's been trying to get your ear, but you've canceled his voice. Or like me, you've become so convinced that you're an exception to his scripture. I know how tempting that is. But will you consider, maybe you don't know everything? That others have motives that aren't as pure as yours? And maybe your heart is being interrupted by the hurt, which is talking louder than your healer? I encourage you. Loosen the earbud. Don't cancel out everything that you don't want to hear because there's wisdom around you. There's wisdom 
in people who love you. There are, there's wisdom in people that care for you. And you have to let another voice fill that space. This might be the very moment in your life where truth comes in and rescues you from the deceiver. In our next episode, I'm going to talk about the power of deception, the art of deception, the reality that part of the game is that we don't know we're being played. So I pray that as you're listening to me, you're beginning to understand that my heart is for you, that the truth that I'm speaking is actually life-giving. You know, there's another scripture verse, and right now I can't think of where it's found, but I'm going to put it in the notes that says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. And that is exactly what the enemy is counting on. There is an enemy of your soul, and he is counting on you to be deceived. He is counting on the ability he has to manipulate you out of what is good and life-giving and into what entices us into sin and brings death. Oh yeah, death isn't obvious. It's hidden, but it waits. I promise you it waits. Because when I came out of the deception, when I started to open my ears and hear things that I previously had not been able to hear, not only did my ears open, but my eyes opened. And I started to understand that my children were paying the cost of my selfishness. My husband was paying the cost for my selfishness. My physical health was paying the cost for my selfishness. And I don't want that same thing to happen to you. So I encourage you, loosen the earbud. Listen to what you don't want to hear. Don't jump to a fence because sometimes the truth offends us. And always be ready to receive kind, loving, merciful, and gracious correction. I hope you'll tune in next week as we dig deeper into the art of deception. I'm praying for you, and I love you.